0: You're listening to Reflections, a song music podcast with Jamie and Ash, where we discuss the classic albums with the classic songs. Welcome to episode 15 of the Reflections Music Podcast, or if you prefer, Season 2, Episode 3 of the Reflections Music Podcast. I think that sounds a bit classier, actually. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, uh, as always,
1: I'm here with my man Ash. How you doing? Yeah, very good. Very good. Sun is shining. Easter eggs are about. So it's a good day. It's a good day. Hardo bread and bun in the house as well. Love, that. Love oh. that. When you live out in the countryside, you don't get much access to, to West Indian goods. So... It's nice nice to have it in the house you know and just giving the Ashly. kids that west indian flavor it's good things
0: how did you how did you manage to get harder bread and bun where you where well, you're no, at
1: obviously like i went and saw some family and, you went and saw you some know, family. when i was there i went in you know it's just went down this little parade down south in the woods four Ash. shops giving me everything that i need that i can't find in a 15 20 mile radius of where i am this but is, i go to this one place and i go four shops and i can go in each shop and get every kind of thing that i'm after this Love is it. some Love crazy it.
0: mad west indian takes okay cool so i'm gonna do mine so basically i had to i had to take some fried snapper up mm. to my mum because one of my wife's family members fried a whole bunch of fish, so I, so I, so I was charged with taking this fish up to my mum's for yesterday. No, Good Friday, Friday, yeah, yeah. Just so, just so that they could have the snapper, hardo bread, and all that going on. So yeah. So if you all don't know, that's a that's a West Indian Easter. <laughs> It's a mad you're one. It's serious. It you're is serious. serious. People take it serious. But I'm glad to know that, Ash, that you still you're still holding it down. Good. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So today, today we are doing the third, third member of the big three. Uh Erica Badu, her second album, Mama's Gun. Mama's Gun Ash. Mm. Mm. Serious, serious album. things serious things I don't care what anyone says that's all, that's all I'm, I'm starting I'm, I'm starting here I don't care what anybody says I don't care what people are telling me it's all about this album here that's all I'm saying recorded 1998 between 1998 and 2000 at Electric Lady Studios the third album we've done from the famous uh, Electric Lady sessions including the uh, Soul Quarians and all that. Is that the th- is this, mm. this is the third one right
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we haven't done any of Commons albums, so that's it's the right. Roots album, Roots. and then Voodoo,
0: voodoo. and then this one, wow. has gone. Yeah. So, um, uh, long time listeners, you'll you'll uh, recognise some of the names um, because a lot of these uh, musicians played on Voodoo, played on, yeah, played on things fall apart. <laughs> that's the album. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. As before, I get into the uh, the details. What's your abiding memory of mama's gun released in 2000 by the way late 2000
1: um for me it was when i listened to certain tracks on this album which we'll we'll get into actually one track on this album it just made me want to want to do horn arrangements (laughs) and i wanted all of my horns to sound like this record and I, and I wanted them to come across like that. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make great music. And for my musical part of it, as well as being a, a managerial mastermind, was to to write horn melodies and, and parts and play on parts like like you, you hear on this record. Um, yeah, it's just phenomenal. Um, I think a lot of the references went over my head when it first came out and I was a younger. Um, but, you know... Badu always puts the music first before she puts the lyrics. The lyrics come afterwards. So I feel like I I engaged with a lot of what she was giving. And then as with age, I was able to take more of what she was giving on this album and, and get a deeper insight into her thinking and to just thinkings of the world and good ways of being. Because I think there's so many good messages in this album that she delivers. Um, and there's just growth. There's growth from Baduism here like there's there's more and it's yeah i like that
0: i feel the exact same way and uh, i think you hit the nail on the head when you said there's growth um i feel like she's um this is just like a a proper natural progression from from bedoism to this point here i just think i just think it's just a just a not only is it more of the same but it shows so that shows consistency but she's also expanding on all the stuff she did back then and i just think it's just a uh, a more complete album and i'm gonna get into it why i know there are people like there i've spoken to a lot of people they're telling me nah, nah, nah. it's all about Baduism. but no we'll get into it um for me i discovered this album is weird uh so Baduism. i was always a bit if you remember from the, the last podcast we did, I was a bit like... It took me late to get into Erica. It um, took me a few tracks. And then um, I got into her, but then I felt like Biduism. The second half of the album, I just felt was a bit weak. I don't know if you remember the podcast we mm-hmm. talked about. It. I just thought it was a bit weak. Um, so when this album came out, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I'm going to run out and get it. Um, it wasn't like that. It was more, oh, let me... Let me see where she's going. Let me see where she's going. And I heard "Mama Gun," and I thought it was okay. I thought it was cool. But I went to a party, and uh, someone had the album, and uh, they put it on, and then uh, "Penitentiary Philosophy" came on, and I was like, "Yo," and the rest is history. Because I don't want to. I don't want to get too much into "Penitentiary Philosophy" because that's going to be. <laughs> I'm going to get into that later. But is it, the rest is a say is history. And uh, yeah, I just been up. If I wasn't. Um, totally uh, a certified Erica Badu fan after Baduism once Mama's Gun came out that was it I was I was locked in just just firmly locked in anyway I'm going to get into the deets so released November 21st 2000 uh, on uh, Motown which is now part of Universal I think yeah so mm-hmm. writers on here numerous um, so I'll just say some name names uh, Badu Questlove James Poiser, Pino palladino have got some writing credits on here. Stephen Marley as well. Producers are also quite similar. So you got uh, Badu again, Jay Diller, Poiser, Palladino, Stephen Marley. Yeah, but there's there's countless and uh, I'm sure when we get into Best of the Rest uh, we'll start speaking about uh, more of the producers on here as well. But as you can imagine the Electric Lady uh, studio sessions um all those musicians and producers were running through the r- recording studio. So as you can imagine, they turn up on a lot of these albums. So, Pete at number 11 in the US pop charts and number three in the R&B charts. Not bad.
1: Not bad. Not bad. I thought you might have gone a bit higher than that, but that's not bad. Yeah, it... Uh... So if you remember Baduism went
0: three times platinum, this album just hit platinum. so not I mean we I think we spoke about it in the last uh, her first podcast Baduism was her cri- I suppose cr- critical and commercial higher point in her career. I don't think she ever reached that level again
1: but no, she um, didn't and she acknowledges that as well.
0: She does acknowledge that indeed but yeah. Um, should we just get into the singles? Ash, let's just do it.
1: Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Bag Lady, twelfth of September two thousand. Written by Badu, <laughs> Dr. Dre, <laughs> Isaac Hayes, and a whole bunch of other people. It was like it was so long. I was like, I'm not writing all this down. I can't remember it. Just like it's just like a few samples in there. Um, produced by Badu. Um, yeah. U.S. pop charts, number six, and number one on the U.S. R&B charts. What you got for me on this one,
1: Bag Lady. So, from, from a musical's perspective and from a song perspective, I think it's an amazing anthem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For women, um, no, actually, for everyone. Like, no one needs to be carrying bags around with you. Like, you just trust me. You know, you need to put that shit down and move on. And it's better for everyone if you do that. <laughs> like, and mm-hmm. you know, there's so many good messages in this song about that. Um, because you know, you will mess things up if you're continuing to go into your past and the things that messed up beforehand. And you know, so you know that whole thing of having something that's relatable that people can relate to and can connect with in a song makes for a great song. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a, an amazing message in it. Really easy to sing, catchy, hook, you know, so, you know, for me, yeah, all of those anthem anthem type things, if, oh, I can't think of the right word that I wanna say there. Um, in terms of like a business and marketing thing though, where it kind of fits in with the album, like it doesn't feel like a lead single for this album. It doesn't feel like doesn't feel like the song that I would want to introduce everyone to this album with. That being said, I don't really think there is a song that I would I was just about have to say as a as a lead single. So when you when you break it down like that then this choice, this makes sense as a single choice and as a first single choice because it's something that everyone can get behind. It gives her message, nice groove. There's some really nice breaks in it um, as well. The vocals are lovely. Um, Nice long sing-along, like I said. Um, And yeah, it's just got that anthem and that message that fits in with everything that Badu gave you on that first album, those words of wisdom and her ism, and she's letting you know that mm-hmm. it's still there. Um, so yeah, but yeah, from a marketing perspective and the album perspective is just a bit funny. And, and I think that's why, and when I, what's back, what backs up me saying that is where it sits on the album track listing, like it's right down the end, like it's, it's there's nowhere weird. near the front. Mostly the yeah. singles are, you know, top of order, you know Mm -hmm. track two track three track four um and it says a lot about an album when it can have its lead single right at the back end of the album um and i think it 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 fits nicely in the context of the whole album there oh yeah absolutely is is why i think like i said it's there is no obvious hit lead single to introduce people into this album at all And, and i guess that's what makes it a beautiful album but that's a conversation I guess we'll get into later on. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but great tune, great tune, anthem. It
0: is an anthem. I I love this tune, um, but it's not, it's, it's single worthy, but as you would say, it's not a lead single. Um, but I think it's elevated maybe to that status by the message which like you at the time went right, right over my head um it's been well documented i'm not like documented i'm not really i don't really listen to lyrics i listen to music first and <laughs> lyrics come later so but like with with that message plus the video is so colorful it's a wash with color the video and it's so yeah like, whenever I, whenever i see it i can't stop watching it she It's just so sort of like eye-catching and and yeah it's 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 great and the just the imagery and all that is is cool so i think music alone is not a lead single but with the message and with the quality of the video i think it kind of elevates it to that so i'm not actually surprised it was number one in US R and it did so well in the pop i mean I'm, I'm not surprised by that i mean obviously not it's not um it's not on a non-worthy <laughs> or status because that is a that you can't that's one of the best lead singles in history so it's not like that but you know it. I think I feel like it does the job but as a everything combined it does the job of a lead single but in and of itself musically no that's not not what I'd say but love strike. track love this track release number two as didn't you know I've just got some time in 2001 early 2001 um,
1: this After one's definitely the, the second released
0: yeah so yeah. album got released in November 21st 2000 uh, yeah. Bag Lady was released in the September of 2000 and then Didn't You Know came out in early 2001 I've got March here but then that makes no sense because Didn't You Know was definitely the second release but mm-hmm. then when you see Clever which is the third release it says it it the internet got the dates wrong, but I know for a fact it went, didn't you know? And then clever, but anyway, didn't you know produced by written by Badoo and Jay Diller produced by Jay Diller, uh, didn't chart in the pop charts, number 28 on the R and B charts. I, yeah, I went and had a listen to the sample, the original song, Mm -hmm. um, which is a banger which is a banger in and of itself but what jay dilla does to it because it's just the um basically he just sampled like the first it's like it's like the verse part of that song and it's really quite ethereal and kind of sweet and he what he does to it by adding the the, the bass like it's like it's like it's just it's got the same bass line, but he soups it up and makes it just, just like hard. It it, it it bumps so hard. And then with the drums, it just takes it to a different level. And uh, man, man, uh, I did love this tune before, but hearing the original and now hearing this, it's just like the man was a genius. I'm telling you, Jay Diller was a dude. And uh, yeah, love this song. It's a beautiful, It's a beautiful piece of music, man. Yeah, not much else to say about this one. Just I just like it. See the the thing with this album, right? Um, the singles aren't my favorite tracks on the album, so yeah. so it, it may feel like to listeners that sort of like I'm just sort of like it's, he hasn't got much to say. But these songs are just cool. They're just really cool, good tracks. But for me, the bangers are the album tracks. But anyway, were you
1: saying that I mean, didn't you know? Like both songs that you could easily have could easily have been fitted into Baduism, and and had a place on that album without too much issue without it being too far off I think this one's a single because of Dilla um, and because of of the want to kind of put him out there a bit more and show him taking steps away mm-hmm. from hip-hop and showing how much more there was to him as a producer and what, what he had to bring to the table I mean there's a really nice story that she tells about how you know he she went she went to him in Detroit, so common kind of joined the dots with them, mm-hmm. and she went to the basement and he's just got this room that's full of records, and they kind of went through and you know she picked the record and then she picked the spot that she wanted to sample, and then he showed her how to do the sample um and just gave her that education and just didn't try and own the process like he it wasn't like right. Well, this is my den. This is my studio. Mm. You do it my way. It was a a very much a collaborative effort, and you know speaks so so highly of the man and his and his greatness. And I and I hadn't listened to the original, so it's it's great to get that context from you, Jay. Just mm. to to know how much he did to that and how much he took took away, or sorry, added to what the original was, yeah, and made it into their own song. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's a beautiful song. I can't say I get the video. I don't get it. I don't. It just goes goes over my head Dude, completely. Don't even. But, you know, <laughs> but it's um, you know, yeah, it, it's just again another tune that you can just put on and bump to, and mm-hmm. you know, doesn't do any damage. Great words, great vocal. You know, she doesn't get carried away like, and I, I like that on a lot of it. Like sometimes you don't have to. Show your full range, and you don't have to go all powerful and um, and badass and trill and ad lib all exactly. over a song. Sometimes you can have massive impact by just keeping it simple and mm-hmm. staying in in, 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 a, in a small range, basically, and still deliver. Yeah, um, and she does really well. Sometimes nice less
0: year. is more. Sometimes less is mm. more. I, I, I always feel like it's because she's not only just, she's not just a singer, right? She writes and she's just sort of like this uh, 360 degrees worth of artists, right? So it's not just about the singer. Singing is just like one aspect that she uses to get her art across. So, whereas some people, they're just, all they are, are just vocalists. So they have to let you know that this is what I do. This is how good I am. Look at me. Whereas.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's true. That's,
0: that's not, that's not what she's about. So, the third and final release uh Sometime in 2001 <laughs> Clever Written by Badu And Jay Dilla But this time produced by James Poyser And I don't have to Say who he is We know he's a bad man That's that's <laughs> what we know This one This one didn't chart So chart position Not available I've got here Nice smooth jazz Which it is yeah, It's lovely really smooth jazz yeah. And I've got Roy Ayers is doing a madness on the vibraphones. He is (laughs) doing a madness, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you listen to Roy Ayers from back in the day, you're like, oh yeah, 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 he can play. But I think it's something about hearing it in the context of something a bit more contemporary. And then it's just like, yo, he is playing the hell out of those things. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, for people who don't know vibraphone is like the the big daddy version to a xylophone and if you don't know what a xylophone is it's a thing you see those people and they've got the little i don't know mallets they, they're hitting it with stuff <laughs> they're hitting it with stuff and it plink it does plinky plinky sounds it's, it's really beautiful uh if you listen to uh 70s soul music a lot of 70s soul, you would have heard the vibraphone all over it um probably roy his influence on on other people i guess. I think yeah, was he the, yeah I think his his influence well
1: so, so in everyone the same, loves the sunshine as well which is just yeah massively yeah. covered and sampled. yeah all exactly so you
0: know? if you're wondering what the what the vibraphone is or the vibes as they like to call it then that's what that's what we're talking about and uh Roy Ayers is is doing a craziness on here like the solo at the end I mean it's just it's just amazing it's so funny because it's like um in the credits it's Eric uh, Erica and Roy Ayers, right? So you're thinking so I was thinking, I didn't listen to this angels, oh, is he gonna like do some vocals? Nah, it's not about the vocals. He's just doing the vibes. Mm, exactly. And but they're so lyrical, right? That that he's it's a, it's a duet. It's because it's 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 what he's playing is so lyrical. And it's yeah, it's crazy. It's it's
1: what brings the flavour to this tune. And again, another cool tune. What yeah, do you saying? Again lyrical content and just um, a wise words and a uplifting message to better yourself and how you should be looking at things like, yeah, there's a lot of honesty in there as well, you know? Um, Yeah. Which can't be dismissed and again, fits into her whole ism. So to speak. Um, And again, just, I feel like with this one as a single as well, it's interesting actually now just kind of thinking about it. So you've got Bag Lady, which really just appeals to her original audience and lets her know that oh, she hasn't paid off and it's, 100%. it's still here. Then you've got um, Didn't You Know, which has that hip-hop influence. Oh, Jay is on this. Maybe I'll, I'll bump to this. Maybe I'll listen to this. Mm-hmm. And then the jazz influence of Roy Ayers to reach out to that jazz fraternity as well or, or that deeper soul fraternity for them to kind of check check into this album if they haven't already. All of all of these singles just feel like like pointers towards the album, not big billboard adverts, come and see this al- album. You must listen to this album. You must buy this album. Just feels like nice, gentle nudges. Hey, have you heard this? Come, mm. come, come check it out. You might like it. You might not, but I think you should check it out. Um, so it's interesting, I feel, from a marketing spe- perspective, that's where the use of these singles come from. When when there is no obvious choice of hit singles in this album, they've been able to give something to different fraternities of music genres and, and musical tribes just to say, come over here and see what you think. You might like it. And I'm pretty sure anyone from those fraternities that did come over would probably enjoy the album as a whole. Um, but again, just another one of those songs that could have fitted into Baduism. so when we when we talk about voodoo and those singles there and like devil's pie and left and right and just kind of really kind of scaring people away so to speak or or making them afraid of what's to come or do i really want to listen to this and then they get into the album and it's something different this one just lets everyone know that there is there is some growth when you get into the album mm-hmm. but you're still going to get everything you want from Badu. Like, Ash, you took the words
0: right out of my mouth. This is what I take from this album. She did it. This is what she did better than both uh, D'Angelo and Maxwell. That's what yeah. I, yeah. She she did that well. It's she's a smoother like, evolution. Way smoother. For, for,
1: for her tribe Brace and for her, her, for she's her like, followers.
0: Yep, she's not trying to alienate anybody right so case in point let's get to the best of the rest right so for me i'm just gonna get, hit it penitentiary philosophy right case in point this track is a madness right it makes no sense <laughs> right to this um so i'm telling you i'm at this party back in the day in 2000 or whatever it was yeah 2000 and the person puts on this album and this is the track that comes out and it starts and it sounds like some it sounds like a crazy sly and the family stone deep cut i'm like what the hell mm-hmm. this is not erica badu right but i love this shit this is this is the stuff that speaks to me i'm like this is hard do you know what i mean just the way it starts i love funk with some rock elements it's just it's just everything that i i love and i'm like this is not what erica badu does this is not erica badu music this makes no sense but i'm like but she's doing it and I'm like, ooh, does this mean that this is gonna be the funk rock album? I'm like, I'm all up on it. Then this track finishes, and then it, sh- and then the second, second on the track listing is what didn't you know? Right after this,
1: yeah.
0: And then it gets more into into familiar territory, and then the rest of the album is kind of like that. Every now and again, she throws a curveball in there, but she's like, yo, I'm still going back. I haven't left you so so this is what she did right this is what basically it's exactly what Maxwell did on the third album right where mm-hmm. he's like there's still some crazy shit in there but he's still got them classic soul tunes that people want to hear from him and she was just okay. like you know what I'm not going too far and I respect that it was sad for me because I wanted more I wanted more penitentiary philosophy but you know for her hardcore fans it was so smart you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. this tune this tune it bangs and it may seem like it's crazy that it's the it's the opening of the album but I think it's the opening of the album for two reasons A it bangs right so you mean like you're like like, whoa what's going on and that's a great introduction to an album but it also introduces the uh, all the social commentary stuff that she's going to be speaking out speaking about throughout the album as well so it's just like it's a nice primer to let people know yeah and it's like hit you over the head listen listen to what I'm saying I'm going to be talking about this this is what we're going to talk about here and mm. it, I think I think it's really effective and successful and man why didn't why doesn't she do more of this stuff I'm, I'm still I am that one fan that's waiting for her to come out and just do that side project that soul funk side project her quest love pino paladino they just get together and they just do a soul funk album i'll be down i'll be down oh and james poyser of course that's the crew i've just made the band that's the band (laughs) they just they just need to do it i'm telling you oh man it's so hard but anyway that is my first um, best of
1: the rest they'd have to come back to that moment in time and that's probably why it hasn't happened like Mm. if it was gonna happen it needed to happen then and uh, and it needed to be that album and Mm -hmm. i don't think any of them were ready to make that album yeah, but that's when <laughs> it needed to happen. If yeah, that makes I sense, it. I hear you. They were in that groove, and you know, taking in all those influences because it is—it's a massive throwback to the seventies. You oh, know, the, the the BVs on it. You know, oh, gosh. It's, um, yeah, it's so wild, and it's so—you know—as wild as it is, it's really warm as mm-hmm. well. Like mm-hmm. as as a as a whole, and it just again as as a lot of the tracks on this album, it really taps into that that 70s soulful theme and feel um the sounds of of inner visions and and so forth you know all all those all those great albums like it's just it's got that uh and i feel like as well this one is a bit of a a homage to jimmy um the hendrix that they're in his home this this is this is his place this is where we've created this and um Maybe we need to give the new generation a reminder of what he was and and what he is. And even though it's he's he's known for rock, that doesn't mean to say that you can't tap into it. Because you know, as black folks, sometimes we can be quite shut off to to rock music and yeah, and I everything know. it has to offer. You know, um, yeah, I tried to tell people that
0: you know he comes from a uh, Jimi Hendrix had a a rhythm and blues background. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He just he just took rhythm and blues and made it louder. That's, yeah. that's that's pretty much what he, it. that's that's what he did. So, uh, but for some reason, uh, yeah, some black folks like to think like Jimmy's Jimmy's over there, Jimmy's way over there. We respect him because he's black, but he's over there. He's not <laughs> making our music anyway. Anyway, that's another conversation. But yeah, mm. so um, yeah, great track, great opening, and I think it's a. I don't know. I think it, it, it the fact that it's solar field. I I just think that um it's memorable, like i don't know many people like the people the people i know who are erica badu fans from like baduism a lot of them just don't they just don't feel it but they always remember it because it's the opening to the album it's the, yeah, it's, the battle, it's, the, it. it's the it's the battle cry yeah yeah they're not expecting it and it's the battle cry it's like yo i'm here i'm back and i'm just like i love it it's cool it's good so that's my first best of the rest what's your first you're going, go, you're going to go straight to it, aren't you? You're just going to go straight to it, Ash. I've got to it hear something. you probably some,
1: Yeah, no, actually, I, I will. I will. I will. Go Green eyes. It. Yeah, Green it's, my second,
0: it's my second one on the list. Yeah,
1: Like, it. the most amazing piece of work. A masterpiece, I Ash. Think I can... This is a masterpiece. I can ever remember. Yeah, It just... To take... To take you through the ages of the black musical experience in jazz and to have these three mm. sections mm. like I, mm. I'd never mm. heard anything about like it we're not even mm. talking about the lyrics and the song no. content yet we're no, just talking no. about the the idea and the production of what she wanted to do and like Russ Avelado, who's like the main engineer on, on Voodoo he kind of spoke he touched on it in his Red Bull talks as well and like says it was like she came to him and said that she wanted to do these like three three different songs in one and capture these three moments in musical time. Um, and it's it's amazing. You start off this really classic crackle, 1930s, 1940s jazz, and it's so authentic. Oh, like
0: love the trumpet do- on it. Yeah, I love the juke joint sound. I love that sound. It just it just gets me. It just gets me. I don't know. It just gets me in the. Yeah, yeah. Go continue. Sorry. And then it
1: and then it and then we move up to like the sixties, seventies, and it's it's a smoother jazz sound, and it's 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 a bit crisper and a bit cleaner, and it's nice. But then we get that third section where it it comes straight up today, and it, it becomes digital. And that horn line. Do you know what? When those it's so funny. That's why I got here. Ashley's in. horns. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. The first time I heard that, my mind was just blown. Like I, I don't think I'd, I'd ever heard anything like that. Like, cause you know, you, you've got the amazing like horn arrangements of earth, wind and fire. And like, I love the stuff that Jamiroquai did and that, but this was something different because there was this, this cleanness and this crispness and quality to the line yeah. when it came in, you know? And, and it's like Hargrove had, had like teased it with the stuff that he was doing on voodoo, right. with um, send it on and Spanish joint. But this, like this is, this is soul music. This is what I like. This is mellow. It's easy. It's not, it's not up tempos. This is the way that I like to play. And I, I I kind of aspire to or, or feel one and, and, and I'm one from my horns and it well I didn't even know I wanted that from my horns, you know, but the melodies and and the way they pull it together are just incredible, and it just really builds with the song all the way through to that ending um and yeah, obviously I'm crazy about the horns, but then the musical journey that she takes you on, as she describes the pain of this breakup and all the different stages she goes through, ah, oh, it's it just—I don't—I don't know anyone that's done anything like this and been so open and so. Yeah, just letting it all out on the record, or it feels like she's letting it all out on the record, and all the things that you you think you, that you do feel during a breakup, but you never tell anyone that you're feeling it. Like, and and all those things that you go through, she just gives it to everyone and just lets them know, look, this is this is how it is, and her vocal changes with each part, and with each part you see you get deeper into her perspective on the breakup and what's going on and where she's at and just takes you on this incredible journey that you just don't get bored of for like for 10, 13 minutes, 12 minutes. I don't know how long it is. Like, but you know, at no point am I getting bored or at no point do I want to skip no, forward. You, you, you can't even you, 20 odd years impossible. on. I still want to listen to it all the way through in its entirety.
0: That is a, that's a testament to how good each section is. Each section is a great song in and of itself. This, this Mm. is what, this is what I take from it. Like it's three songs in one and each one is, can be like self-contained. It doesn't need the rest, but as a whole, that's why I say it's a masterpiece. Because as a whole, it's one amazing song that could, that could also live apart. It's, which, which is, has that ever been done? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I I, I haven't encountered anything like it. It's crazy. Um, and the one other thing I would say, you want to talk about the uh, the horns in the third section. I just want to talk about the beautiful flute in the second section.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: My yeah. gosh, the flute. Oh my gosh, it kills me. It makes me, every time I hear it, it makes me want to play flute. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a sort of like a wind instrument guy. But man, I'm just like, yo, that just sounds great. And basically, if you're into soul music... Everyone knows, I, f- I feel like the flute was made for soul music. And I am sorry, sorry all you classical musicians out there. But I feel like when you hear a a, ni- a nice 70s, 60s, 70s soul tune, and you got a flute up in there, come on, man, it just complements it so well. It's beautiful. So that, Green Eyes, is a masterpiece, yeah. And this is what I'm talking about, where we were saying the three releases, they all could have gone on Badooism. In fact, Buddhism would have benefited from those tracks being on (laughs) there, being the later tracks on the album or something like that. It would have benefited Mm -hmm. from it. But they serve as the continuity, right? For her fans. But then she just takes it further. She takes it on uh, Penitentiary Philosophy, Green Eyes. Um, I'm in love with you. Again, different. Banger. See what I'm saying? But again- we're getting influenced. Oh man, but something different but it's not people are prepared for it or don't mind it because you've got all the familiar stuff in it and it's just i think it's such a clever way of of structuring and making an album do you know what i mean i don't know if she did it intentionally um but because it's easy when you're discovering new styles or trying out new things it's easy to be like oh i just want to do just this you know like what d'angelo did or maxwell did but for her to be be like oh no i'm still true to my roots but let's 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 try this out it's it's great and man love with you Mm, mm, mm.
1: i'm not my my brother's a winning song i first dance
0: well great choice yeah great choice i mean i don't know It, it is it's so good it's so i don't know i I feel like it should be on Lauren Hill, but I don't even know if it if they if if Lauren would have done it like this. I don't know, man. It's just I think it's perfect. I, I, I think, think I perfect. think it's a
1: great marketing move because this was around a time when, you know, Lauren Hill had brought in a lot of the reggae yes. influence through her relationship with the Marlies. There was this Bob Marley remix album that had come out with um where Lauren Hill did the turn turn the lights down low Banger. duet with Bob Marley. Um and this kind of feeds into that whole moment in musical history in the late nineties. Um, and yeah, wonderful coming together. What I really like is that it's it's acoustic guitar led, um, and not keys led. And, And you know, I'm, I'm more of a keys man than a guitar man, but I like that. They did that with this album. Um, there's a couple of places where they let the guitar take ownership of yeah. of the musical body of the song and build it little, around it. Another
0: one of my uh, best of the rest we'll get to. But yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 100. And, it, you know, it's it, it's really nice to hear. And it, again, it's just, there's a, a warmth. Warmth is a common theme throughout this album. There's a warmth to, to every track that really kind of fills in. And when she talks about being an analogue girl in a digital age, like, I, I feel like, they really capture the analog sound on this album, which is testament to the engineers and and the musicians that pulled it all together. Um, But yeah, just that, that rough coarseness of, of Stephen Marley's voice um, intertwines with hers like beautifully. uh, Mm, It really does. And, and he doesn't, he doesn't, changing you know he's it's it's authentic it's funny we started all talking about west indian culture you know like i love when he talks about overstanding you yeah. know it's such a jamaican word yeah. and it's oh, just he's right in there at the heart of this song is mm-hmm. um yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lovely melody and battle between the two the two sides of the relationship the male and the female right. energies that that are in a relationship mm-hmm. they do it really well yeah yeah he's
0: not trying to He's not watered down at all, is he? He's just, he's just like you wanted. You wanted Stephen Marley, you're getting Stephen Marley. I, I'm not trying to, I'm not going to try to slick it up. Yeah, it, it works really well. So, that's a favour of mine. And uh, two more, I will say from me. Um, I'll just go through them quickly. Uh, AD mm. two thousand, amazing. AD two thousand. So, what that is, that starts off really basic with just like a little acoustic guitar and she's talking about um, what she say What's a lyric something about then be a there statue won't be of me, naming right?
1: no buildings after me
0: there won't be naming no buildings after me right and it sounds quite basic you think okay where's it going and then it transitions in talking about actually talking about warmth before it transitions into this this kind of jazz sensual jazzy but then it, it feels like we're going into AD 2000, because it, it takes it from that really organic, acoustic guitar sound to this like contemporary, contemporary digital, but not like, but still warm contemporary jazz sound. It's amazing, it 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 blows my mind every time I listen to it. Because it's like, it gets me every time. I'm, I'm, it's like, I'm not expecting it. It starts off with that guitar and I'm like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it comes in, I'm just like, oh gosh, they took it there. It's like, how did he take it there? It's great. Is that James Poiser again? I reckon it is.
1: So, Betty Wright co-wrote this with her. Soul. Soul legend. Um, and, like, the backstory... Yeah, the backstory, you know, she... There was a uh, a shooting of a, of a man by police, uh, a black man by police, in 99. Um, the story is... Um in the Bronx where this guy was, um, misidentified as a race rape suspect shot 41 times, um, and died. And she wrote it off the back of, of that incident basically. And I mean, one, it's just sad that, you know, all right, no one's getting, well, I don't think anyone's getting shot 41 times, but we're still getting killed. And and stuff 20 years on which is really sad um, but I think that's part of the pain of the song and I'm wanting to to release that um, but yeah it's also it's. this is the point of where the album changes like this is where it stops being like Bardoorism centric and it, it shifts gears and it moves into something else at, at this very point it stops being like most of the rest of the album so that before that you have planetary uh of penitentiary philosophy that stands out and then didn't you know my life and on clever hey sugar they all kind of just blur into one and I remember when I first you know way back when listening to it and nothing standing out to me and it all just kind of blurred into one and then this song comes on and I just switch back on and it just stops me in my tracks. Cause it is that, that, that subtle breakdown and just starting with the acoustic and that really powerful line. They won't be naming Mm -hmm. any buildings after me Mm because I'm going to be speaking my truth and no one's going to want to hear it. And you know, I'm going to be telling it how it is and you know, and then the warmth comes in and, and I just, this is the song that makes me, reminds me of Stevie so much. With mm-hmm. the way that the synth key line is, it just feels oh, like it's just yeah. ripped off of like mm. like so many of Stevie's stuff, um, and it, it's it's awesome. And, and again, from there, I feel like the album just shifts up a gear, and we're really now into full evolution mode. Like mm-hmm. we've shown you how on songs like Didn't You Know and. And On and Hey Sugar and Clever that this is this is Baduism enhanced and this is growth of the Baduism sound and it's better than what we did back in 96 like it has improved but now we're moving over to here I teased you with the first track that we're going into 70s soul and I'm really kind of getting into that and now we push it on and I'm really going to give it to you and that 82,000 orange moon orange moon tune that was you my last one flute. On the... you talk about blue like <laughs> mm-hmm. that's why I don't talk about the flute on on green eyes because ah, okay. the flute just gets yeah. to shine on mm. orange moon and it's just it's this is my baby like horns you can have that I'll, I'll take a little bit of green eyes <laughs> but this is my time to shine and I just mm. I love the concept of orange moon like reflecting the light of his sun like yeah it, it just was always gorgeous to me, and I loved the piano, um, and again, her work with the BVs. It just what a beautiful love song, like so much soul, so much class and quality and feeling. And you know, I just I don't get anything like that on Baduism. I get nothing near to that when I listen to Baduism. I, I get I get hits, I get bangers. I get good neo soul music, but on this, this is the real stuff. Like this is this is where it's at. And you know, to go from Orange Moon to then I'm in love with you, like those three songs: AD two thousand, Orange Moon, and I'm in love with you, just are the crux of the album. They're the best songs on the album, and you couldn't, you don't, you wouldn't want them to go out there as a single. Like I wouldn't want to hear that as a single. I want to get to that point in the album and hear those three songs back to back. And I want that to be my first experience of those songs. Cause that's when it all really hit. Like mm-hmm. if you heard one of those as a single and box or, you know, bass or choice mm-hmm. FM, you know, I just, I just don't think it would hit. And, I and it's not yeah. right. It's not right. It. It's it's just an album, you know, it's awesome. Right. it's over. awesome. It is awesome.
0: And like let's 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 we you've you've started it. We've we've touched on it throughout, but um let's get into it. The legacy of this of this album, Ash. The legacy, I think it's I think it's all I don't know, depends who you speak to, right? So for me, I think it's her best work. I think it's I think she's at the peak of her powers and I don't think she ever reached these heights again. Um but I think people speaking to Badu fans, or maybe these are the casual fans. I I I don't want to I don't want to lump all Eric Badu fans in, in. But I speak to a lot of people, and I'll be like, "Oh, what's your favorite Eric Badu album?" And they'll be like, Baduism. and I'm like, "Okay, cool, 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 cool." So then I'll say, uh, "I'll say, so uh, what, what are your favorite uh, Eric Badu tracks?" And they'll start off with on and on, but then out of nowhere they'll come out and be like. Oh, yeah. And I really like Bag Lady. And then I'll really like... Um, oh, Green Eyes, is amazing. And they'll be like... Oh, yeah. And then... Oh, what's the other tune? They'll say... Oh, Booty. Or Kiss My Neck. Like... And I'll be like... You know, those aren't on Buddhism, you know? It's like people forget. It's like they they totally forget. Or they'll come out and say uh, Love of My Life. Or something like that. Like, that's one of my favorites. So it's like that's not even on Mama's Gun. It was like... I, f- I feel like people, they—it's f- like they've forgotten what B- Badooism has taken on a whole life of its own. It's like mm. it's 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 come to encompass everything that Eric Badoo is, as opposed to just this one kind of concept album. It's like it's taken it's taken on a, of, on a life of its own, and I'm and I'm not saying that I don't want to tell people what they like. You know, if you say you like Baduism, that's your prerogative. But there seems to be some kind of disconnect between how what is Badoo- Badoism as your first introduction to 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 Erica Badoo and then the reality of what Mama's Gun is. Do you know what I mean? Like Mama's Gun, I, I feel like Mama's Gun is the album that everyone really likes. That's my point. My point of yeah, the matter yeah. is they like Badoism. I'm not saying you don't, but the one that you harken back to, and the one that um the 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 the, the tracks that bring you back, or or case in point when we went to see her back in when did we go see her 2004 Brixton yeah been, 2004 been,
1: yeah,
0: I mean of course like on and on you know gets mad love next lifetime gets mad love right but I feel like green eyes just made the place explode when, when she did that, you know, or even bag lady or like all those mama gun tunes, because I feel like the quality is she's better. She's a better artist by the time mama's gun comes around. She's, she's a better artist. She's working probably with better people around her. I mean, she's in the electric lady studio sessions. She's around, she's hopping from studio one to studio two or A and B, whatever the, whatever the hell they call it. And she's like, you're taking all that stuff in. Do you know what I mean? All those, I, I feel like all those guys that were in in and around Electric Lady at the time became better just for the collaboration and just being around all that talent all the time, you know. And I just think like this is uh, she just created amazing work. Sorry, I went went around went around the houses on that one, but yeah, the fact of the matter is the point I'm trying to make is it's all about Mama's Gun. That's what I'm trying to say. And for y'all that don't like it, I don't care.
1: I don't care. I don't care. It's- I don't think people don't like it. I, I I just I think because of on and on, people go straight to Baduism, and because a lot of the songs could fit onto Baduism, they just mm. make that assumption that it was part of Baduism, mm. and they don't they don't kind of split it apart. It's a long time ago, twenty years ago, um, but yeah, like I, I think that's. That's a lot of where it comes in, and Baduism, you know, a, a lot of Baduism bangs. Like there's there's singles on that album that mama's yeah. Gun doesn't have, um, yeah. and to the, no, nah, I'm not going to downplay people like that. Like to to any listener, like you're, mm-hmm. you know, you go for the singles first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as a this is this this is an album. Mama's Gun is a complete and full album from start to finish. And there's very few of them about, and um, that's that's just like, I mean, I I took this quote from an interview um, and she said, I've become a mama and I figure my son is going to need some protection when he goes out in this world. And there's no better protection than your mama's words. That album is the gun. Use those words, those feelings (laughs) to solve the problems like as a parent like you know that at some point you're not going to be there for your kids anymore like you know it's just human nature you're going to be gone and you're not going to be able to, to advise them when they need you or might want to hear those those words like that's the basis of this album your message to your child of what you need to take out of life and how you need to go on in life like when you're when you're building an album from that place like you're already ahead of the game, regardless of of what musicians are on it, where you're recording it, how much budget you've got from it. Because again, let's let's be honest. Off the back of of Baduism, she mm-hmm. could have done whatever she wanted on this record. She would Absolutely. have been given the money, she'd have been given the time and the, and the resources to go out and get whoever she wanted and to do it. Which again is another reason why it's a better record. Like because you've got all of that behind you, let alone those real life experiences um, that a lot of people don't get between album one and two. You know, the, the, that's where some people struggle because you spend your whole life writing your first album. And where's my inspiration for the second album? And she got it through a breakup through becoming a mother through mm-hmm. massive success through touring, through being able to work with some of the best like-minded musicians of her generation um and all of that coming together is this piece of work and is this magnificent evolution of an artist and and yeah i and i think this is peak i don't think she gets any better than this there are there are moments in in further albums down the line where she delivers but you know she did a tiny desk concert last year and she did green eyes you know, and it was awesome. And she did all three sections and she had some horns and a flute player with her. And it was just awesome. And, but that's what I mean. You know, she's had three or four or five albums since then. She could have taken stuff for any of those albums to do it on that current platform. You know, tiny desk is one of those places where as a musician, you want to get a set on tiny desk and you want to put your music out on there. Um, And she did green eyes. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what I mean? Uh, but but it was Green Eyes that she took and she delivered for that platform, which was for her fans and for everyone in there and everyone wanted. That's the message that she, that's the song she wanted to give everyone. And yeah, fair
0: play, fair play. Um, We're saying that uh, she's so growth- on this album, right? Do you remember, it could be argued that Maxwell was showing growth when he did Embryo. and he yeah, was. And he was, was, but but I still didn't like it. So I'm not saying that growth equals uh, quality or whatever, but it's just that in this instance, in this context, put it in a basic, basic way. I can put Mama's Gun on and I can listen. I can listen right through from penitentiary philosophy right down to the last track. You know, I can do that. Um, maybe I might skip. No, no. Even those crazy ones like like kiss my neck and booty and 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 all those ones. I love. I love those tunes. You know what I mean. So I can't do that with Baduzum. I've never been able to do that. You know, like I said, it the second half of the album just falls off a cliff for me. Um, in fact, I can't do that with any of her subsequent ones either, to be honest with you. Um, so this is this is the one. This is this is the peak. It's sonically, sonically, and um, I think lyrically, it's probably her best work. Do you know what I mean? I, I feel like she's a lot more clearer in what she's saying. You know what I mean? I, I feel, or she's able to um, articulate herself better for some way, well, for my ears anyway, because I'm a bit of a fool, so I don't always get the message. But um, I think she's, there's no ambiguity here in any of the songs what she's talking about. You know, mm. Green Eyes is a love song and, you know, Penitentiary Philosophy is saying what it's saying. And, you know, um, um, AD 2000 is saying, we, you understand though. you get the themes, you get them totally. So, yeah, love it love it um do you know what if i'm being honest if we're if we're rating the 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 three what we call the big three and we're rating their second albums she's got the better second album i i I prefer it i prefer it i listen to it as a complete uh, uh body of work i can listen to mama's gun and i can't listen to voodoo like that voodoo's got voodoo's got a high point that is that beats any high point on mama's gun however but as a as an i can't listen to voodoo like straight straight like that i get i start getting irritated and i start i don't know i start it it starts triggering me like i'm like what is he doing why is this why is this here i want this song to go in this direction what's going on and embryo is embryo do you know what i mean that doesn't even Mm. come into the conversation so that's just for me I told you I got I got wild takes Ash. I know people listen to this like Mama's gun, Voodoo, Mama's gun, don't at me. I mean I, I, I
1: think you I think you've you've explained it really well there, to be fair. I, I think you've you you you, you stated the case, you know, voodoo does have higher high points than than mm. what Mama's Gun does. Um mm-hmm. as a complete body of work in terms of of what you can engage with. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, I see where you're coming from with Mama's Gun being being a better. There's definitely better messages in Mama's Gun yeah. than in the video. I, I know, just think she, just think she nails table.
0: it. I just think she nails the. I've been away for a while. I'm coming back, and I'm coming back with something different, but something familiar at the same time. That's a hard. Yeah. That's 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 a hard balance to achieve, and she just. I think she just nails it
1: better than any of the other two dudes did. I think she just nails yeah, it. Yeah, right? she did. She did do it better definitely i'll still go with voodoo over mama's gun but she did i will (laughs) i will give you that that she did she did deliver it better than what she um what the contemporaries did yeah but yeah great album Um, Um, and yeah yeah. fully appreciate any of you guys that that think Baduism is the better album Uh, i i get it i don't agree with it (laughs) but, yeah. <laughs> me neither i'm glad
0: i'm glad actually you agree with me ash because i thought i was gonna yeah. i thought i was gonna go out there on a limb but yeah
1: i'm glad nah, you agree no, as well no, no, no. there's there, for me there's i've made clear there's there's no there's no contest there, there, for me there's no discussion in it whatsoever what i will say is you you can't but you don't get mama's gun without baduism like, it, you, you you, don't get it without her going through that. You have to oh, have absolutely, it. absolutely. Absolutely not. To get there. Absolutely. But I just, I think it's, I don't think it's the same conversation as Brown Sugar and Voodoo. Like, I, I feel like there's, when you compare Brown Sugar and Voodoo and, and the majority say Brown Sugar is the better album, like, I, I understand that much more than I understand people saying Baduism is the better album than Mama's Gun, if that makes sense. You know, because Brown Sugar was a a real sound and a a real complete sound, and Voodoo was a a massive step away from it. So, just a huge departure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I I, I get that, but I don't, I don't think the analysis is the same for these two albums. No, not two, but yeah, our Trinity, and rightfully so. Like she is Mm. a queen, and she delivered some phenomenal pieces of art. Um, and yeah, I'm very glad we've we've covered those two high points.
0: Yeah, um, I'm 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 glad that uh, I didn't. If you would have, if you would have said to me uh, back in, I don't know when we did our first uh, podcast, and if you would have said to me that um, by the time we've done uh, the the Trinity's two albums, I would have I would, I'd have been saying that Mama's Gun <laughs> is the better one at the second set. I I probably would have said no. Because off the top of my head, I just would have been like, "No, nah, no," nah. because because DeAngelo my guy, so he's just my guy. So I've, I'm I'm like I'm never putting Eric uh, Eric above DeAngelo because D'Angelo's just my guy. But like you know, mm. now we now we're forced to analyze these albums and you know <laughs> looking inside ourselves. It's just like, well, no, nah, that's Mama's Gun is 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 it? It's the one. It's the one that, the one that works. Crazy, 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 but it's why this podcast is interesting. I think. <laughs> anyway, Ash, <laughs> Ash, um, what we got? Are you are you going to do Ash recommends this week?
1: Yeah, 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 I will do. I will do. There's, there's lots of nice music about actually. Um, some good stuff going out. So that I haven't had a listen to yet. So I'm sure I will have some more in yeah, subsequent yeah. episodes. But um, yeah, early on in March. Uh, Well, uh, a French-born British artist called The Naked Eye released a lovely little EP called New Eyes. Just nice, acoustic, soft soul. Uh, I've spoken about The Naked Eye before on the podcast. She is part of her songs, Entourage with Emma V and Marie Dostrom.
0: That's why I recognize the name,
1: yeah. Yeah, nice, soulful music. A very, very delicate, soft lovely vocal um and yeah some really good tunes a guy called connor albert who is doing all these crazy funk little instagram reel videos which are dope which just get your head popping he's mm-hmm. uh, he's produced one of the tracks uh ruby wood from Submotion orchestra i featured in one of the tracks as well like yeah, just good nice stuff for the spring put a smile on your face nice good all right,
0: um, I'm going to say something wild, but I don't care. You know what I've been listening to? <laughs> it's not my fault, it's my father's fault. No, I've been listening no. to, Go on. It's, it's my fault. I've been listening to Anderson <laughs> Pack and Bruno Mars. That's what I've been listening to, Ash. <laughs> I can't stop it's listening good. to it, it's good. But, but no, no. I mean, <laughs> Bruno Mars is Bruno Mars. I, I like Anderson Pack. I respect I, I, Any man that can rap, sing while playing drums, I'm on board. Bad man. Yeah. His tiny, his tiny desk was sick. Uh, talking about tiny desk, but that song, right? Basically, they went back to the to that seventies era. Like my dad's, when my dad was making music, mm. that is the kind of music. That's the sound that they went back. Did you see their Grammy performance? No, I've watched it. Basically, if you watch their Grammy performance, right, they're wearing these tuxedos. It just looks like it could have been my dad from back in the day, and. The nostalgia of it from like that's what my dad was playing when I was growing up, like listen to the Temptations or Shy Lights and Have You Seen Her and all those kind of tunes. Man, it just it, they just capture it in a in a in a serious way, and I can't lie, I'm waiting for the album. I
1: see but Bruno what does se- that. What other shit you gonna does do? That amazingly, Bruno mm. captures moments and they yeah. get it right with his entourage, yeah. with his boys, like they get yeah. it down. Like he puts well, in exactly like that exactly right.
0: like he did with those guys in um when he when he did the um uptown funk
1: and all those all those exactly all capturing of them, he does it yeah oh, you man. know what, what's the one that he does like an earth wind and fire video yes like, and they're, yeah. they're all on it and they're all yeah. in that moment like he well you know even the, the one oh i don't know i don't know yeah. I i really know so, Basically, the Grammy Award
0: uh, performance—it's—it's it's just like what you're talking about, and it's just mad, and it's mad that now I'm waiting for Silk Sonic because that's what they're called. I'm waiting for Silk Sonic's album to drop because I want to see what Anderson Pack's doing on it because 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 I feel like it's a nice little come together. Bruno's Bruno's vocals. Like both and drum he can, as he well. can write Yeah, he drums. He drums as well. Bruno yeah. Bruno can actually play. He can actually mm. play keys and he can play guitar. He can actually play. I know he's a pop artist, but he the, guy could act, the guy's could—the got talent. I'm just saying. My dad's, my dad's had me listening to it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm not did, handing back my soul. I'm, not handi- I'm not handing back my soul card. I'm just saying, I'm not going to hand it back. I've still got my soul card. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I've been listening to like mad and all the other usual stuff. Um, but yeah, it's cool. So Ash, we've come to an end. People mm. go listen to Mama's Gun. Um and if you're an Erica Badu fan but you haven't listened to Erica Badu in a while go back and listen to Mama's Gun all the tunes you love are on Mama's Gun apart from On and On <laughs> apart from On and On and Danger <laughs> and, and Love of My Life but everything else is on Mama's Gun trust me cool <laughs> brilliant Ash nice one Jay Nice one! Um, You guys can find us on Ashki do the social media because I can always
1: always forget. Reflections Music Podcasts on the the Gram on Twitter. Um, Come and talk to us; that will encourage us to post more. (laughs) Mm (laughs) And uh, I will will do more to to post more as well. And hopefully, we should be um, going visual real soon as well. Yeah, you can watch along.
0: We'll be going visual. It's uh, yeah, we're recording it visually. We're just not ready we're not ready to present it to you because we haven't we haven't sorted out the sets yet but we're going visual at some point and i'll probably have to get my hairy twisted first before i go visual (laughs) (laughs) sort out my dreads but anyway yeah so that's coming soon um on on i'm on twitter uh jamie john chi on twitter uh yeah get into contact um and please i know there's listeners out there so please get in contact it'd be nice it'd be nice just for you guys to just come on and say oh I think you were chatting shit there um, it's actually this this that because let, let's start a conversation I'd love to have it with you I lo- we love talking about music so let's let's do it mm. let's talk about it but Ash until next cool. time and uh, oh it's, it's it's been a long way uh, uh, between the last one and this one but um, there'll be another one out next week Hey, unless there will be another one out next week so yeah um you're probably gonna get three three in a row, I reckon. it'll be Something like three, and, that. We'll three see Let's three, see three quick do. succession. but um yeah, so yeah, sorry about the break, but uh sometimes life is life. But thanks for listening and uh yeah, we'll see you next time. yeah yeah Ash yeah, peeps. thank you my man. Thanks for listening.